Hello loves and welcome back to a Touch of Clarity podcast. I'm your host Shelby Charland, a woman on a mission to make you a better friend to yourself. The intention behind the work I do is to help you to heal your past trauma, recode your mindset and become the most awakened and abundant version of yourself. Through a range of different methods, I help others to step into their power and reclaim what is rightfully theirs. I hope this episode adds a touch of clarity to your day. Hello, my Earth Angels. I am so excited to be recording this podcast today. It definitely wasn't what I wanted to release. I was going to do a whole podcast around the feminine and masculine energies, but I felt so called to do this episode. (laughs) And I know that I've spoken to you guys about me doing episodes when I feel super in alignment and not forcing out episodes that don't feel right. So I'm going to listen to that and I am going to record this episode now. So I wanted to just start by chatting to you guys about a crystal that I'm using at the minute because I've had a heap of questions regarding one of my favorite crystals and how I use them. So I thought, why not add that to our podcast episodes so you can learn what my favorite and go-to crystal is for the week. So I was thinking about this before I press record and I was like, I've actually been working with so many crystals and it's really hard to just pick one but I have to say that lapis lazuli has constantly been my go-to crystal. Now without getting too far into it lapis lazuli is amazing for your throat chakra and that's probably the main reason that I use it. So as I am kind of developing and speaking more and I've been doing a lot of inner work around boundaries and learning to have a voice. Lapis Lazuli has been my favorite crystal to really give me that confidence and to really support me. So before I have any clients come in, I will spend some time like meditating and creating the sacred space. So blessing the room and calling in my guides, their guides. It's a whole process. But my favorite thing to do now is to hold a Lapis Lazuli and really, really pull in and cultivate that confidence and that ability to really express myself and to talk and I have one here at the minute and it's just making me feel so so good at being able to speak my truth so if you are somebody that struggles with talking or talking your truth or maybe you've got like an important meeting or something that you want like confidence around 100% recommend lapis lazuli it's yeah gotta be my go-to crystal at the moment it's amazing now if you are close to me you know that recently I lost my dog my beautiful Albie and it honestly broke mine and my family's heart so he was a German shorthead pointer and I just loved him so much he was almost 11 And he was just a huge, huge part of our family and had such a big presence. And I don't want to get too far into it because I will start crying because it only happened on Friday. I'm recording this on Tuesday, so it's still really, really raw. But this experience and the way that I have healed and I am still healing is something that I felt really, really called to chat to you guys about because 
a lot of us go through pain and suffering and it's something that unfortunately we cannot escape. So I wanted to give you some information and my favorite tips and tricks and what I've been doing this past few days and how it's really supported me and helped me to move through these heavy and sluggish and just really icky emotions and yeah, I guess how I'm able to now move through it and don't get me wrong I still have moments like I cried today um, because grief isn't linear it comes in waves and if you've lost anyone human or pets or you know anything I feel like you know exactly what I'm talking about how it comes and goes and sometimes you feel like you're fine and I guess that's kind of like any type of healing you feel really good in some points and then other parts you're like oh my god, I thought I'd healed from this wound, thought I'd moved through this, but apparently not. And I honestly feel like pain can be one of the hardest experiences, as it can feel like we have no escape from it, or I guess that we don't feel like we're ever going to get better. And that often leads to people suppressing their emotions because they feel like it's undesirable. You know, we don't want to feel these icky, heavy emotions. But when we do suppress our emotions, instead of dealing with them when they do actually happen, it can lead to us carrying that heavy emotion for a longer period of time than what we actually need to. And it's interesting because us suppressing our emotions can lead to a range of other issues such as um, like our emotion showing up in other parts of our life. So for example, it's often anger and frustration. Have you ever noticed that like you can get really angry and like kind of blurt out at somebody like all of this anger and frustration and afterwards you're like, whoa, where did that even come from? Like I wasn't even triggered by what they did. It was just an easy outlet for your anger. And often that is due to us suppressing our emotions and suppressed emotions can also manifest as illness or dis-ease in the body. It can create emotional and energetic blocks in yourself, but also in the relationships that you have. And it can make you feel like really disconnected from source. Like I've noticed when I've been suppressing things, I get almost like not a mind fog, but like this weird feeling and it just makes me feel such a disconnect. It can lead to us creating shadow aspects of ourselves and it can also change our outlook and attitude towards life. So have you ever noticed that person who is super bitter and just really negative and grumpy about life? Like no matter what, they're like, you know, this always happens to me. Bad luck follows me. They don't take like accountability. All of that can actually be due to really heavy suppressed emotions. And As hard as it can be, I just think it's so important to give yourself the space and the time to completely feel and process that pain and those heavy emotions. And even though it doesn't feel like it at the time, rock bottom can actually be one of the most beautiful places to be. And the reason for that is because there's nowhere else but up for you to go. Like when you're at actual rock bottom like the lowest point in your life you can't get any lower than this so the only way is up it can only get better and rock bottom allows you to shed everything that hasn't been serving you 
and to really build yourself back up from scratch. And I think rock bottom really allows you to have a beautiful process of death and rebirth. So it gives you that downtime and really allows you to kind of go into a cocoon and then blossom into a beautiful butterfly. And I just want to mention that it is a human condition to experience pain. Like no one can actually escape from pain. It's going to happen. And it's so important how we process and then move forward from that pain. I think we can either become a victim of that pain in our circumstances and we can become like a low sluggish vibration of ourselves or we can call on our strength and our power and we can see this rock bottom as pain and as a learning like as a learning opportunity like we can see this pain as something that we can really grow from and something that we can really take on and transform into something beautiful. And I think that it's so important to approach pain from such like a centered and I guess conscious point of view. Because whenever we experience, or I guess whenever I experience pain, I just really give myself the space and time just to really sit with the emotion and to really process it and I guess at the end of the day I allow myself to be vulnerable I give myself the space to cry and to scream to get angry and to have an adult tantrum (laughs) I really allow myself the opportunity to be completely consumed with that emotion during the ceremony not I don't continue it on afterwards and you know carry that emotion for the rest of the day or for the rest of my life it's only I only allow myself to be completely consumed with it during the allocated time that I give myself and I express it in any way that I feel like it needs to be expressed so there's no wrong or right way to heal or to express those emotions Well, I guess in your everyday life, there is a wrong way to express heavy emotions by blurting out onto somebody. But I mean, in this controlled ceremony and sacred space, there's no right or wrong way to experience it and to express it. And I think it's important to acknowledge that due to years of conditioning, we, especially as women, have been told to suppress that wild side of us, to suppress our anger and our rage, as I guess it hasn't been, and I'm doing bunny ears, desirable or ladylike. And this has been a huge thing for me with female clients. I have had a few inner child anger release sessions with clients and I'm like, okay, like let's get angry and we'll have an adult tantrum and we'll put on heavy music and we'll do all of these things to be expressive and for a while it's awkward and I put my hands up and say that I hated it to start with like expressing rage and anger like I hated it and that's literally because we've been told for generations and generations to suppress it 
that we shouldn't show this side of us. You know, men are the ones that, and this isn't a healthy outlet for anger, but are the ones that fight and throw things and make noise and do whatever. But women cry. And it's like, I don't always want to cry. I want to be angry and I want to express myself. And part of the feminine is actually allowing that wild woman to shine through. We're often told both directly and indirectly to spiritually bypass our feelings and head straight into our summer phase again. And I'll do another episode about our different phases so you really understand them. But our summer phase is our phase of feeling amazing and partying and, you know, living our best life. But it's so important that we do spend time in our winter phase to really go within and feel our emo- our emotions instead of just going around, like around it, I guess, and like avoiding the thing, the emotions, the heaviness, the experience, just because we don't want to feel shitty for a while. And it's like sometimes you have to feel shitty and experience the lows to then have the comparison of what summer is and of what the highs are. Because if we didn't have the polarity and we didn't have the lows to compare it to, we wouldn't know that the other things are highs and are amazing, if that makes sense. But recently with my own healing, I've been doing a lot of inner child and shadow work So through this messy and emotional um, process, I guess, I've created a really beautiful relationship with those heavier emotions. And don't get me wrong, it is still super hard and really uncomfortable and my ego tries to stop it and avoid it at all costs. But consciously, I create ceremonies for myself. And these ceremonies allow me to really tap into these heavier emotions and to really honor my emotions. And I've spent a lot of time creating an awareness around my perception. And I've come to the realization that we all act and we all have our experiences through our lens of perception, meaning that we only see the world through our view. We sometimes miss like the bigger picture And I've also learned to see this pain as an experience for learning. So during these moments, I ask myself questions and I ask myself things like, what is this mirroring back to me? Or what is this teaching me? And this has been really helpful at kind of getting out of that victim mentality of, why me? Like, why is this happening? And more into like, what is the universe trying to teach me? What do I need to learn? How do I need to up level and shed these layers that are no longer supporting me? And as I said, I think this has been a huge revelation for me is being like, wow, this isn't happening to me. It's happening for me. And as scary and as uncomfortable as it is, it's really giving me the room and the space to grow. And if we didn't go through all of these things, then we would never up level and we'd never have the experiences to really, really break down to then rebuild. And I wanted to give you like my favorite practices and I guess my tips and tricks on ways that you can support yourself through the heavier emotions 
So as I mentioned previously, create a beautiful ritual or ceremony around it. So this stuff is obviously scary, but it doesn't have to be like this huge traumatic, like icky thing. I don't know how else to describe it apart from like icky. Like give yourself a sacred and safe space to fully lean into how you're feeling. You know, healing doesn't always have to be so serious. And I think that's kind of why people avoid it is because you think it has to be like this big, serious, horrible thing, but you can actually get creative with it. And as I said, see it as this beautiful opportunity to go within and to really experience growth on like a next level. So fully feeling your emotions on both a cognitive and somatic level is really important as well. If you've been following my work for a while, you know that I have a cognitive and somatic approach to healing. So what I mean is on like a cognitive level, you're processing your emotions at a conscious level. So for example, talking things out with somebody that you trust or a professional or um, uh, with cognitive, you could journal. So you could journal to become consciously aware of how you are feeling. Whereas on the other hand, somatic means you're embodying the emotions and feelings. So my favorite somatic practices for anger and frustration, as I mentioned prior, is an adult tantrum. So I'll use a pillow, which is my favorite technique, to literally whack my bed or when we do it in the center with clients they use one of the ottomans something that can't be damaged and I will just use this pillow and this soft surface to just whack all of my frustration and all of my anger out and it sounds ridiculous but I will like sound out whatever my body needs. So ask yourself, if this emotion or feeling had a sound, what would it sound like? And use the pillow and make those sounds. And usually it's screams or grunts, that sort of thing. And hit the bed or a soft surface and make those like crazy sounds and as I said you will feel silly and you will feel uncomfortable but do it alone do it when no one's home and trust me when you express that deep amount of anger that really suppressed pushed away anger it often leads to so under the layers of the anger and the frustration it leads to the softer emotions usually crying weeping your inner child will come up um, things of your shadow will come up like it will lead to so many different layers that you need to heal or alternatively if you're like "Mm, I don't know whether that's something that I could kind of do erratic dance can be so effective so you literally put on some music and allow your body to express itself in whatever way that it needs to So just really feel the music move your hips, create circular motions, or if you're angry, put on some fast upbeat music and swing your arms and move and just do it without judgment. Like I said, you know, I usually do it with just a couple candles lit so it's dark so that I'm not looking in the mirror or anything like that and I will just dance it out. 
oh wow, I just got the biggest ringing in my right ear. Usually that means that my spirits and guides are with me or that I'm talking truth. So that's amazing. I love when that happens because it's just confirmation that I'm speaking truth and that this is going to resonate with someone. Ah, oh, Thank you, angels. So this type of somatic work really allows your body to fully process the emotion. And like I said, it just sounds so silly and you're probably cringing, but these somatic activities is where the most amazing healing happens. It's where the magic is. And if you don't know where to start or how to facilitate this type of healing, I would suggest finding a healer who does somatic healing, somebody that can hold this space for you. So I do this with my one-on-one clients and I will start facilitating somatic workshops. So message me if this is something that you want to work on together because it's honestly amazing. So my next little tip would be challenge your perspective. So switch away from the victim mentality of why does this always happen to me and switch it to being curious of what growth is needed for you. So ask yourself, what is this situation trying to teach me? Or ask the universe what they're mirroring back to you. And just look at what needs to be let go and what layers you need to shed. And I think a good point as well is if you are, you know, super deep into this or you just can't find a reason for this lesson, I would just look at it as a beautiful experience to create strength and resilience and then show gratitude for that. So show the universe or source or God, whoever you align with, thank you for giving me this opportunity to create strength or to let go of whatever. And I know at the time it can be something that is hurting you so much that you can't be grateful for it. But honestly, try and find something, even if it's, you know, for me at the moment, thank you for bringing me closer to my family or thank you for giving me 11 amazing years with Albie. It doesn't have to necessarily be linked to the pain, but you can always find something to be grateful for and this will help to increase the speed of your healing. So another thing that has been amazing for me is meditation or breath work because it's so powerful for your healing and moving through those heavier emotions. So deep breathing takes you out of your sympathetic arousal, which is your fight or flight. And it brings you into your parasympathetic response, which is your rest and digest. So This basically means that it is physically calming your nervous system. So if you've followed me for the past few weeks, I recently qualified as a breathwork and meditation teacher. And honestly, breathwork, if I could be like a breathwork and meditation advocate, like I am, I will be. It is honestly insane. For me, it has become one of my favorite favorite activities for releasing those heavier emotions and for creating space to bring in more positive emotions as well. I have transformed myself so much in doing breathwork and meditation. Like my healing has literally 
sped up so much because I have started doing regular breath work and meditation practice. And one of the techniques that I actually got taught in my teacher training was a breathwork technique called Bastrika, which is also known in English as bellows breath. So if you're interested in learning more about this sort of technique, because it's amazing at really forcefully releasing all of that stagnant, stuck energy, all of that anger. If you're interested, I do teach my one-on-one clients this technique. um, And I do also offer breathwork classes in person and virtual. And I am releasing a monthly membership called Mindful Not Mindful. So moving on to my next tip This is to accept the situation and yourself and also to forgive. Now, this can be a really hard one, but when we are constantly analyzing or overthinking a situation, we are living in the past. This can prevent us from moving forward in a positive way. I think it's so important to fully feel and heal And then I guess really feel all of the heavy emotions. And I think that's so, so important, but it's equally as important to not dwell and get stuck in a toxic loop of overthinking. And I know a lot of us do that, especially when we are in pain. It's so easy to overthink and become in this toxic loop. Feeling hate and anger towards yourself and others is a toxin in the body. I just feel like it's literally like a poison that's going to poison you from the inside out. And I think it's so vital that you let go of the need to control the situation or things that are actually out of your control. So I feel like we just really need to accept the situation as it is and then surrender to the bigger picture and surrender to the universe's plan for you. My last point is something that I think is so beautiful and so important and that is to nurture yourself and show yourself compassion. Pain, suffering and growth can be so hard. I am feeling that so raw right now. But it's within this time that it's so important to tune into your feminine side and to really nurture yourself. During this process, I like to tap into my mother archetype and to show myself the compassion and love that I would show to a child. And again, it may seem silly, but give yourself a hug or take yourself in a care or talk to yourself in a caring way. Tell yourself that you forgive you. Tell yourself that it's okay to be hurting and tell yourself that you love you. And trust me when I say it will be so soothing and so healing. Ah. <sighs> Just take a deep breath in. I know we've just covered a lot. (sighs) But pain and heavier emotions can be so difficult at the time. 
but if you can take this experience as an opportunity to go within and to experience growth and rebirth it will help you to see it's such a deeper meaning to the pain and the suffering if you can create a safe and sacred space for you to hold yourself and to welcome all of those heavy emotions you will be able to really feel it and then heal from it. If you feel like you need extra support or someone to hold that space, please send me a message on Instagram at a touch of clarity or alternatively you can book in for a one-on-one session via a touchofclarity.com.au. I do have a few monthly containers and hopefully by the time you listen to this, one of them will actually be going on sale and it's a huge discount. So head to my website and check that out. But I want to just leave you by saying that please know that this too shall pass and soon you will experience your rebirth and all of this pain and suffering will have some sort of deeper meaning And hopefully you'll be able to see that soon. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this episode. I, as much as I am going through my own hurt and pain and suffering at the moment, I do know that in the end there is a deeper meaning to all of this. And I'm grateful that I've spent 11 years with my dog and that I got... 11 beautiful years of creating memories and happiness and I wouldn't trade any of that in for anything and as I said if you need any type of extra support just reach out to me but I do really hope that you can use some of these tips and tricks and really implement them into your life and allow yourself to tap into those undesirable emotions and to tap into your shadow And really heal from these deeper, darker emotions. Have a beautiful day, my loves. And I will chat to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to A Touch of Clarity podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that some of the content resonated with you. If you want to connect with me some more, please follow me on Instagram at A Touch of Clarity or head to our website www.atouchofclarity.com.au. I hope that you have a beautiful day, my love, and I'm sure I will chat to you very soon.